Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. So usually we start off talking about what we have done this week, but I haven't done anything at all. So I'm actually going to bring up something that should have been happening that I should have been doing this past two weeks. You're just sad that you missed out on sexy gymnastics. That's what I'm talking about, the Olympics. The Olympics were supposed to start on the 20th. 3rd or 24th of July? I think 24th. Yeah. And that, I look forward to that thirst trap every, if I'm a trap, I'll, I'll, it quenches my thirst every four years to just see those athletes, the swimming, the gymnastics, the, I don't even watch track, but the track, sure, whatever. Are you a water polo fan? I feel like they have weird body types. They have dad body types. So it's just a bunch of daddies in a, in a pool of water marinating. So. With speedos. I think I try, usually, um, well, when you watch, do you have a favorite Olympic sport? Yes. I, every year, I will always, or we're talking about Summer Olympics, right? Summer, okay. yes. Every year, I will always watch the gymnastics, guys and girls. I love gymnastics. Part. Yes, yes. I got really big into the rugby from last time. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just, I don't know. I, I guess I was like missing football or I just, I feel like it's just a little more violent. So I felt, you know, like, oh, this is fun to watch. So I got really big into the rugby. See, I think... I think usually I went in like, you know what? I should try to pick a new event that I don't watch and watch it. But because I, I think in the winter, I think it's easier in the winter Olympics to do that because, <laughs> because this is going to sound horrible, but I feel like, I feel like turnout and viewership is substantially lower with winter Olympics. I don't know if that's true. You know, you watch the curling. I just, I do, but I just feel like it is. So it's easier to like, it's like, like, cause like the last winter Olympics, like I watched People on skis, like like ski through, I don't know, a mountain range with a gun and like lay down and hit target. I was like, what mm-hmm. is this? Cross-country skiing. It, no, but they were like, but then they would lay down and shoot a target and yeah. then get up. And I was like, what is this stuff? And I watched it and I was like, this is the longest thing ever. But um, in the summer, I feel like I watch a lot of stuff. Like I love the diving. Not just because mm-hmm. the people are in like, aren't like skippy outfits. I mean, that helps. But it's just... I'm amazed at like the stuff they could do. It's impressive. Yeah, diving. I love to watch the. I love to watch swimming. Swimming, obviously. And to be fair, I probably didn't watch as much swimming until Michael Phelps came came along. But even though I know he's not probably going to be in there anymore or next year, I still will want to watch it. I, I've always loved. Even, okay, watching. hold on. Lochte, with his grill out there. Chia. I hate Ryan Lochte. I really oh, do. Thank you. But he annoys me. But maybe he's grown up. Um. But a. Uh, I do love gymnastics, obviously, <laughs> and I don't really watch track. So, and here's the weird thing I've, I've noticed over the years, and I'm, I'm big in the Olympics. Like I will record and go back and watch things like, cause it's on multiple channels at a time. So yeah. I'll record the other three, watch one and I'll watch the other three. Oh, as will I. And then I'll go delete that. But okay. A, the basketball every single time. Uh, well, it's because we just dominate and I like to see that. I know, but I'm like, meh. Archery. Really? Uh, uh, okay, okay. Fencing. Uh, it's not as bad, and I'm sorry for whoever competes in this. It, I mean, truly, you are unbelievable. The whitewater rafting, like, canoe events that come on at, like, 3 a.m. in the morning. Have you watched those? No. <laughs> really? I watched one round just to see what these were about, and I'm just like, what is this? I think I, I told you. I think it's easier for me to to watch 
I think it's harder for me to pick new stuff to watch in the Summer Olympics because I think the events that I do watch usually span the whole two weeks. Like well, I watch, I watch, I watch tennis. Yeah, I'll do that. That spans the whole two weeks. Gymnastics when, usually goes the whole two. And weeks. And they brought yeah. golf in this last time as well. So rugby and golf were two of the new ones. Oh, golf was it in there? Yeah, no, golf had been taken out for a while. I think golf came back in Rio. Hmm, that seems kind of weird that it wasn't. So they brought that back. Um, but no, I, I I think it's kind of weird. I don't think swimming lasts the whole two weeks. I think swimming's the first week, and then track and field takes its spot as like the daily kind of like everybody's event. Yeah, I, I always know. I feel like it runs really long. I know gymnastics. I feel like gymnastics does because they have they have the team events. I think the first week, and then they have the individual um, meddling and placing the second week or whatever. But I am I am horribly missing that because and it was rescheduled for next year. Mm-hmm. So next year, same time, like July twenty third, whatever, and it just made me think about it because like the eighth would have been the closing ceremonies. So the fact that I went this whole two weeks without thinking about it, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, the Olympics were this year." I was waiting for that. I was waiting to watch those. It would have been so perfect to watch it because I'm like home, working from home well, right now. It would have been amazing. And speaking of, so we were talking about how golf was introduced in Rio again. Didn't they reintroduce baseball, or weren't they going to bring back baseball recently? I don't recently? know. I don't, I don't see why baseball wouldn't have been in there. It's just because it takes so long to go through a tournament, and it's just such a big production. I feel like it just takes too much effort to True. build a stadium and, and have that stands filled when there's still like tennis and basketball and all these other big sports. Yeah, because I mean, I, I do feel like baseball is, I mean, nothing is baseball, but I feel like it's not one of those sports that like. I mean, I guess the same could be said for tennis. It doesn't really. What did you hear? What the new one they did guarantee was going to be in this Japanese Tokyo Olympics? Hmm. Rock climbing, a great like like competitive rock wall climbing, like American Gladiators, the wall where they you you climb and then there's somebody coming after you trying to pull you off. No, so it's literally it's a timer. The only ones I saw like some preliminaries of people trying to get into it. It's who can get to the top the fastest, and it's I mean these are extreme rock wall like they come out and they jut into 90 degree angles and you have to flip your yes it's literally you against a clock or there was another section where it was you versus somebody else and it's literally two people going up the same rock wall at the same time like the same path mm-hmm. and whoever gets the top first wins so it's racing up a rock wall i don't know about that i mean i do i do when they come i, I need to challenge myself that next year when they do come out that I need to pick an event that I've never watched before and try and figure it out because that's what I did a few years ago or a while ago with Curly. I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this shit out. And when Curly comes up, I'm like, bitch, you curl that stone. You get that shit. You sweep, sweep, go. Like, I get so excited about Curly. My cousin got me into curling so much when it came to the winter. He's like, you get, have you not watched this? I said, no. And I know I've shown you or I've shown you a picture of that French or Canadian curler before maybe i'll bring him up later okay okay but i do i i feel like it was easy for me with the winter because i was like i'm gonna support this winter olympics i'm gonna watch shit and i was able to pick out a lot of just the events like obviously i've watched figure skating mm-hmm. obviously but i was like outside of that i never watched anything else but summer is a little hard for me to pick something new but i do i am missing that right now because it was always just so fun to watch the spectacle of well, it is so cool. I mean, it's also because it's it's a time when I feel like the world literally is like, you know what? Yes, it's competition. We're going to be cutthroat about it because you want to win. But it's a time when everybody kind of like, at least in my opinion, 
takes a breather, takes a step back, and it's like, you know what? Let's all watch every country compete and see who, what they can bring. Right, and then the Japanese bring those 12-year-old gymnastics girls out there. We're who... not going to talk about that. <laughs> My dad, we were. it wasn't the real one. What was the one before Rio? Was it London. I don't London remember. was 2012. I don't remember. But my so the, my, my me and my dad were watching the finals, and I think it was the Japanese team or the China. It was the Japanese or Chinese team, and a girl didn't land either a vault correctly or did it as something wrong on the floor. And the next scene you see is the coach up at the stands, like the judges stand, with a freaking wad of cash in his hand, handing it over to the judges. And my dad's like, "What the fuck is that?" Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, like. It, I don't know if it, you can pay for like a redo or like a, a look back to see like, okay, maybe what you knocked them off for wasn't their fault. I doubt you can pay them for any of that, to be honest. But I, yeah, so I, he I, runs up with cash in hand at the Olympics and is handing it to the judges. Nuts. Um, but yeah, I do, I do miss that. But in lieu of the Olympics. I was like, has your need for sports and new events been met? With the baseball and basketball being brought back to view, I don't have a need for sports. Do you have a need for speed? something to watch? <laughs> a need for speed. All right, Keanu. Is that, a, is that is that a is that a game? It is a game. Is it a movie? Yes. Did somebody say it in a movie? Probably, but it is a movie title as well. There's a Need is for it? Speed. There was a game that's been on PlayStation for a while, Need for Speed, and it kind of got adapted to a movie. Oh, that sounds horrible. Oh, it wasn't um, good. <laughs> um, no, I did. I honestly didn't realize the NBA was coming back. <laughs> well, okay, so the NBA is back and the Major League Baseball is back. Have you watched either? I watched about four and a half minutes of baseball because that's all I could take. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to knock you for that because I've never been a huge, like, go to watch baseball on tv but going to a baseball like a pro game is a lot more fun like being yeah. there i mean we went that time we went to see that cubs game a few years we ago. we went that one time we went that one time and i mean i will tell you i would have had fun if i didn't feel like i was a, a, a literal piece of melting chocolate out there oh it was warm there's <laughs> was, no doubt no it was not warm it was fucking sizzling like i was like I was like i'm out, i'm out here under the shade and i'm 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 sweating through my clothing, I feel disgusting. All right, look, but I appreciate the attempt to bring back sports for people who have been wanting sports. Because right now, what I've been trying to find is the the um, Formula One Grand Prix. I've been watching those every so often. Ugh. And I think I posted that um, Amazon Prime has been doing like beach volleyball competitions. Mm -hmm. But again, there's no crowds. Everybody's wearing it's. It's so different but see i feel like when you i feel like baseball is quiet anyway like nobody says anything during a baseball game oh how but wrong this is you like are. I'm, I'm like but this this is based on absolutely no research <laughs> okay first off we've commented on this before they're piping in noise which is a little weird because literally you're just sitting there watching empty stands and two teams playing and all you hear in the background is and you're just where's that coming from secondly Stands for baseball fields are either filling the seats with cardboard cutouts of people who send in pictures. So I, I know the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, are able to like pay $80 and you can get a cardboard cutout of your face. It'll be put into a seat in the stands mm. and at the end of the season you pick it up. But there are other teams that are doing CG fans. So when they pan to the outfield, there are computer-generated people out there dancing and moving and doing whatever they want to do like they would normally be out there. 
So I guess it's pre-recorded from old games and they're compiling it. See, or I think NBA, I think NBA is doing something different. I think they are actual screens. I think they're actual people, and I mm-hmm. think they're the. I think they're like the sports reporters or something like that that are watching the games from wherever they're quarantined. Oh, from, I hands think. down, I think the NBA has done a better job with it. I think it just. I think it just. Because what I, I feel like when I watched the and, and this is obviously I don't watch a lot of baseball, mm-hmm. so I don't know when I watched that I was still bored, but so there might not have been a big difference. But when I watched the basketball one, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I think you actually mentioned it to me. You said it, and you were like, in basketball, you don't really ever see the crowd. Yeah, it's so centralized on the court and the right. players. You might see the couple people around the edge of the court, right? But you see the teams, and you still see that in these shots, so it doesn't look a lot different. Right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't look much different at all, because when you the way the cameras are pointed at the court, what you see across the other side of the court are both teams' benches. Mm-hmm. You see the, the, the timekeeper and the scorekeeper. Surrounded and, by a plexiglass shield. And then behind them, normally, you have the, the reporters, the you know stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then you start seeing crowds. Now, the other side is where the crowd is where usually the fans are, but you can't really see them. So I think it's a little bit more successful to do that and you can kind of pump in some outside noise and it not seem fake or overly done or you know well we've been to that bulls celtics game and i mean you can attest majority of the sound you're hearing is the organ player or the music they're you know right. people pumped to watch where you can't really do that in a baseball stadium right you can't really do that at all like that's why i think like like hockey when we went to the hockey game mm-hmm. we've only done Professional sports in Chicago. We only go to Chicago. If Louisville had some fuck, that's another conversation. But I do think the NBA. Soccer. I do think the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to. I've been. That. I know. I've been to a couple because they're good. They're actually good. Oh, the soccer games. The soccer team. Yeah, I like really the soccer good. team. I just don't understand it. Um, I, I don't get it. <laughs> The uh, NBA, I, I felt better watching. Now, granted, I still only watched about ten fifteen minutes of it. Because uh, I don't have a favorite NBA team. Okay, I do, but and people are gonna judge me for what I say. Oh wait, wait, guys, is it the Cleveland Brown? No, that's that's that's. Did you just say Cleveland fo- Browns? No, because that's the football team. Um, it's the, it's it's your favorite team is are the East Coast or West Coast? West Coast. Um, your favorite team is is the or- Oregon Ducks. Is that, is that a college? That's a college. Yes. Okay. Um, your favorite team is the. Nope, that's football. I don't even watch football at all. I can think of, no, wait, I'm going to get it. Your favorite. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, you're basic. You like the Lakers. But why? Because of the Lakers? No. Because you're a basic bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the Lakers because of Anthony Davis, who is annoyingly now. Oh, called. so you're you're a bandwagon Laker I, fan. I am I'm a Kentucky fan, and they have Davis, Cousins, and Rondo. So they have three previous great players from Kentucky that are on their team now. So I watch them because of that. I don't watch them because of LeBron and the but Lakers. But why don't you watch the Phoenix Suns? Devin Booker's on the Phoenix Suns. Why don't you, why don't you get on board with Devin Booker? That's one. Name more. He had, it was him. I think Tyler Eulis was on that team for a while. I believe there was another guy. That was and the Kentucky are, team for a while. what are a lot of things you're saying? Was? Huh? You said it was on that team. They're not anymore. Dude, I have no idea who's on that team right now. I know Devin Booker's on that team because Devin Booker's the only one that I care and about. I, and I say, I'm actually shocked because Davis went free agent, I think it was this last year, and went to the Lakers where he could have been playing on the Pelicans still with, um, oh my God, I'm going to hate myself for forgetting his name. The, the, the amazing Duke player who just signed with like Gatorade and Nike. I cannot think of his name. 
Zion oh Williamson. Thank you. Why do why, why can't I think of that name? Because I know what I'm talking about. Mm, cuz you could you kept naming basketball teams as football teams. Do you want me to name every every fucking NBA team? I can do that right now if you really want me to. No. We, I can. We don't have that long. Challenge me. Challenge you know what? Accepted. That'll be a sub episode. Challenge accepted. <laughs> you know what? We'll do it at the end. We'll see if I can do it at the end. All right, Barney Stinson. That was because there's 30, there's 30 teams. There's 30 teams. Are, are you sure? You pretty said sure. you can name them all. I'm pretty sure it's 30 teams. Is it 30 or 36? I think 36 sounds like a lot, but I'm pretty sure it's 30. All right. Well, so, and back to the question. Is this meeting your needs or what you're wanting for sports since the Olympics haven't been around? No. But, I mean, for you, you watch more sports than me, so this would be a better question for you. I'm loving the NBA. I'm definitely going to be watching that every single time they come on. The yeah. baseball, my wife and her family are big baseball fans and they're huge Red fans. So we watch a lot of the Cincinnati teams. I'm My first real professional baseball experience was the Cubs. And I fell in love with the stadium and the city. So I'm a big Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just, I, I didn't do enough research. I think I need to figure out what the NBA schedule is and how they're going to do that. Because the, oh. the normal season is supposed to start in October, so it's, I, it's, I guess we'll like see. They're finishing last season, and I think they get a week and a half break from the end of the playoffs into their new season this year. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see how all that pans out with the NBA. Kind of, the, I know the baseball team started to have a few COVID breakouts, but I guess we'll see what happens in the coming weeks with NBA. But um, stay tuned, you guys, for our review of this week's show. Alright guys, this week we are looking at a new HBO Max, god it's such a weird name, in <laughs> original, uh, Anna Kendrick's new show, Love Life. Love Life, another HBO Max original, we did Legendary a few weeks ago, they're really trying to go all in with some of this original content with their weird streaming platform. <laughs> well, I still think it's weird. It's it's such a hodgepodge, like I don't understand what they're trying to pull together, like I like the uh, new NBC one, the Peacock yes. streaming. Like, I feel like the shows they're buying to be on their streaming service were NBC shows originally, or like one of their branches. So they're bringing them all back under their umbrella. Yeah, it makes sense. Where HBO is just like, that's popular. Grab. This is popular. I like this. Oh, okay. I like the look of that too. HB, uh, here's Peacock went in with a shopping list. HBO Max is sitting around in an impulse aisle. Like they're impulse buying. Look. Like they're buying Tic Tacs and they're buying, no, 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 ooh, no. look, a mini hand sanitizer. And ooh, I do, I need a new pair of Dell Clippers. Like that's what they're doing. My description is they were the ones that didn't think COVID was a real thing and went to Kroger's after everything was purchased. And they're like, what's left? We're going to grab this, this, right, right. this. Okay, Which, cart, little hot pod. <laughs> I have to make a correction because I know a few weeks ago, I think I said that. Adult Swim was on Comedy Central. It was actually on Cartoon Network. Oh, I didn't even... It's one of the scenes. I know, works. but still, it, it was Cartoon Network. Give a little bit of... What is your synopsis of what Love Life is, this show? It is a look at inner... Interpersonal, what am I trying to say here? A journey, if I may. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, it is the journey of Anna Kendrick's main character, Darby, as she progresses through life and it looks at all of her significant others. Because the whole show starts out with describing 
oh, everybody on average has three significant relationships and they have to go through other possible one night stands and other things to get to the person they're meant to be with. Right. So I think to me, it's just, it's a look at Darby and her relationships through life to get to where she needs to be who she is in the long run to find the one she's going to marry or be with forever. It, you, you, you could have simplified it. You could have just been like, I it's a look have. at, it's definitely just a look at Darby's love life over a span of years. Probably 10. You know what? I was trying to be descriptive for our you. audience. No, I'm with you. I was, I was on the journey. I mean, I, I, I was there. I feel like you stopped halfway through, opened a picnic basket and kind of like, I'll catch up. Keep on going. I'll, no, I'll, I'll I, catch up. I'll be there. No, I think I got distracted. Uh, no. Uh, so the characters in the show, though, obviously Anna Kendrick of Pitch Perfect fame. Yes. And she's been a ton of other stuff. Like She's doing a lot of random things in my mind. Like she's got that Quibi special where she travels the country with a sex doll. Yeah, she's kind of everywhere all of a sudden. She did Pitch Perfect. She's done Love Life. She, I believe she is an Oscar nominee. I do I want to say for I want to say for Up in the Air with George Clooney that movie I could be horribly incorrect about that. Well, and so she was in that, and then she was in the she account. was in wasn't she in Twilight? Yes, way back in the day. Yes, it, it was Up in the Air. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So, and yeah. she was in the Accountant with Ben Affleck. Never saw it. It's okay. I never saw Up in the Air either. I just know about it. But she is huge, huge, huge. She is everywhere. Can I say? And this is not. I am not a body shamer, but. How does she walk around those legs? Why? Because she's short. No, they're so little. Like her, it's it, it's like it's like she's walking around on like flamingo legs. Well, okay. She did, did you notice that? I noticed it. So I don't know why I noticed it, but there was like a time when she was wearing like a skirt, and I was like, her legs are so tiny. Did you know? You know, she wrote a book, right? An uh-huh. autobiography, and she also read the audio book of her autobiography. No, my wife listened to it, and I listened to come some pages. But yes, she's very tiny. Yeah, I just didn't realize that. I just, I, it just, it just caught me off guard. I was like, "Damn girl, I feel like you're gonna blow away." But, uh, but she is uh, the main main character in the show, Darby. The last time I heard the name Darby was in that movie, The Pelican Brief, with uh, Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. Did you ever see The Pelican Brief? No, <laughs> it's from like 1992. I was say I was maybe like four. Wait, was her name Darby or was it Darcy? I think it was Darby. Get your facts right. But that was the last time I ever heard that name. And I was like, Darby's a cute name. We should bring that back. Uh, (laughs) If I have a kid, I will name them Darby for you. Yeah. Thank you. I think Darby's a cute boy or girl name, by the way. Okay, go on. We'll we'll, we'll come back to that. (laughs) Uh, The next kind of secondary character is uh, Darby's best friend, Sarah Yang. Which... For the life of me, the whole time I was watching this, I did not know her last name was Yang in this show. Yeah, they have a whole episode titled Sarah Yang. I didn't even realize. You just didn't realize it. Yeah, it's fine. I look at episode titles. I'm really weird about that. I look at episode titles and everything. But her her friend, Sarah Yang, is like her best friend, you know? First of all, that apartment they live in, I don't know how they got that apartment in New York where they can fit three. That communal little thing. Yes, they can fit three people in that apartment with their own bedroom. And a common area and a separate kitchen that's not part of the common area. Exactly. I'm like, how are you guys? And then all of you guys have like a significant other that you have living in here. So you have six people in this apartment in, in LA and New York. or New York. And Darby is like an aspiring art critic, but she's working, buying art for whatever. And well, Sarah she's an aspiring Yang, artist 
two turns into an art critic. Right. Because she can't make it. So she doesn't have any money. And they never explain what her other friend Mallory does. But whatever. Sarah is one of her, uh, is, is her best friend. And Sarah is that, for me, she's that personality that is, she's the crazy one. She's like, let's do something wild. Let's do something out of control. Well, she's and, a party promoter, isn't she? Or she's like a, what's the per- term I want to use? Because I don't think they actually describe what her actual Event planner, is. party planner, probably. She like promotes. Like she PR. will actually, she, yeah, exa- I think I'll go with PR. She actually will go to the parties that she gets invited to by her clients. Yeah. It's something, I don't know what the, what the job title is, but yeah, she does that. So she's, but she's the party girl. She's the fun one. You know, mm, she's the one she's that. She's definitely the fun one. Yeah. And she is an integral part of the show as well. She's huge because she's obviously one of, she's Darby's best friend. So, but what, what comes with Sarah is kind of a third character, which is Jim. Which is Sarah's boyfriend for, I mean, they were dating 10 years. I mean, almost I think a decade. 11. Yeah, it was a long time, but Jim is literally the complete opposite. He's that like part that grounds Sarah and keeps her level to a point. Like, yeah, she's going to push the limits and do some stupid shit and kind of what she wants to do, but Jim is the responsible one who, in one of the episodes, gets given a house by his, or inherits a house from his right, dead grandmother or aunt, and automatically just wants to move in there he he just like he goes in seeing this could be where i'm married and have my family and my kids could play on this banister and that's what he sees like he's that guy yeah like sarah sarah to me is that one that's like jim i love you and he's like i love you too and she goes let's do something crazy let's go jump out of a building with the parachute that would be amazing and he's like that would be amazing, but you know what would also be cooler? Let's just go stand on that building and take pictures. And she's like, all right, you're right. That's dangerous. And he's like, yeah, let's just do that instead. So, like, he is, and he'll go along with her. He's kind of a pushover, though. Yeah, he'll go along with her and be like, all right, let's do it. But he's also just a little bit more grounded. And he lives in that apartment with them as well, which, so initially, so basically, he's in that apartment living there with Sarah and Darby, and they have we weren't really going to talk about Mallory, but she is the other friend of Darby who lives in that apartment. She kind of like rotates in through different episodes. She's not in every episode. Mallory is the black friend. They actually did a a little bit of a bit on that because Darby's white, Sarah's Asian ish influence, Asian American. And, um, Mallory is black lesbian. So she's there as well. She offers her little pieces, but she's not in it very much at all, but she's also living in that apartment as well. So you would consider those the four main characters. Right. But, and this is where this one gets a little confusing for me. There are so many supporting characters in this show. Lots of supporting characters. I think the top one would be her mom. Yes. Darby's parents came to mind. Father and mom. And, Just and the mother. mom. Mother it, it plays a much prominent, more prominent role. Um, all of her boyfriends and love interests and experiences. Yeah. Right. Um, who? Which, I heard there's one more other one I can't think of. Oh, Darby's brother. Because no, the, she, he he's not in there, but they talk about him a lot with the mother's experiences. He basically has two and a half lines. I don't even know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. They could they could have parade. I think he comes up in that show three times, and they could have put three different actors in there, and I wouldn't have even noticed. That's how little. <laughs> that's how insignificant his character is. Which I get. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, the mom is probably next under Jim. I, I think just because of the amount of time she's in the episode, she's not in a ton of the episodes, but. Obviously, people's relationship with their parents has a bearing on their love life. Mm-hmm. 
which it got me thinking. And I was, because uh, she, there was a, she, when one of her boyfriends meets her mom, she's like, my mom is crazy. My mom does this. My mom does that. And so, and I want to know, is there, is there something that your mom does that is like your, you could not answer. That is like your thing. Like you, you saw the look I gave like, you. Like that is not, not necessarily your pet peeve, but that thing where you're like, oh, mom, seriously. Or dad, I guess. But this is but mom, obviously. Do you want me to answer? If you you don't have to if you don't want to. My mother in general annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> just there's not like a one specific thing. There's like a it's my mother and just everything she does. Yeah, I I I I, I will for me personally, I think I think there's like I think there's what I was a mama's boy, so I think this is a bad thing, but not a bad I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think that's the reason why the only thing that really annoys me that she's gonna hear this and be like really fucker uh but the one thing that really the only thing that really annoys me and it's fine because it's not like a huge thing it's such a it's such a small thing it's just when i like when my car got hit mm-hmm. a few weeks ago i i was talking about it i knew she was gonna be like i was like yeah they're they have to wait for the parts to come in and she goes well what i would do is i would make sure if they don't call me by this if I don't, they don't come by 3 p.m i would make sure to call them by 3 p.m and if they don't say anything i would call them like she's automatically like telling me like doing do that the, mom thing yeah so i'm and, and that bugs me a little uh but to be fair i'm a procrastinator but it still bugs me so i always try and catch her before she's going to say something like that so that is that's like the smallest thing ever because me and her talk almost every day but that one thing, that is the one thing where, where I get like, I'm like, I've got it. I understand. I'm going to do it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> okay. And what I'm about to say, it sounds like I'm trying to one up you, which I'm totally not trying to do. I'm no, sorry. my thing is very insignificant. That's the smallest oh, thing. No, but it's, your thing reminded me. So this wasn't even my experience. This was my father before my mom and dad got divorced. There was a time when my dad was, I guess, trying to find a new position or possibly looking to get a promotion at work mm-hmm. or something. My mom called on behalf of him to his boss or prospective employer to talk to them and like give him an and like yes, she did that. Grimace. I, I where do you even <laughs> get off and start thinking about doing that? No, I don't I don't know. And that but see, that that one thing I talked about with my mom, I don't even care. I don't I honestly if she stopped doing it, I'd probably forget some stuff. So it's fine. It's just the littlest thing. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. It does annoy me sometimes, but usually there are times when she says something and I'm like, yeah, good call. I completely forgot about that. Like my taxes, like every year she's like, Jim, I'm like, look, I'm going to do them. Okay. I've got it under control. And you do it like the day before. And then the due. deadline comes up. She's like, you do them? I'm like, no, I'm going to do them today. <laughs> Shameful. All right. So obviously we're, I'm assuming based on your little tangent here, Darby's mom is annoying. Yes, she she is. She's one of those, I believe, who it's not like necessarily rejection, but she kind of keeps Darby at arm's length a little bit. So instead of saying she's like, oh, you're still working that little job that you're working. And I mean, that's that job is great. It's great for now. Or, you know, it, it's, she never really says, I'm proud of you. She never really says you're doing I- a great job or. I like what you're doing or she never gives her that support. It's always an underlying criticism. I think Magnus, one of Darby's boyfriends put it into perspective that what Darby does well, she, her mother takes credit for as in like, Oh, that's because I did this for you. Like 
that's my trinket. Like he like he made a point of point like he takes her successes or she takes her successes and is like, okay, yes, but you only have that because of me. Right. So she belittles mm-hmm. and devalues exactly Darby. Uh, but those are like the main characters. The the whole concept of this is they kind of not kind of, but every episode is focused on one part of Darby's love life. And each episode for the most part is named after the person who is influencing that episode. So and who is your favorite episode title? Fir- Tommy Two Phones. Uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, but they do like the first episode is uh, called like Augie. Mm-hmm. There's one episode that is called, like you said, there's one that's called Tommy Two Phones because that's the only thing we knew about him was that his name was Tommy and he had two phones. Yeah. And so they have, so every episode is named after someone that influences her love life in that episode. So tell me first, what are some of the things that you liked about this show. I will have to say I enjoyed the character development of Darby. The way and and, and it kind of got annoying in the middle because she is that character who always wants to please the person or bend over backwards to meet all their needs and never worry about herself. And I don't think she realized that until some of the further episodes into it, which is like I'm always doing this. Like I have to think about myself instead of the other person. Like I'm, I'm in this relationship too. It's not just a one person relationship. Right. So weirdly, sorry. Yeah. There, I just really had this thought about like the very early episodes and I felt like she was wearing a shaking go wig. Like, I don't know what was, it looked like a wig. It looked like a shit wig in the very first two episodes. I was like, what is going on? And I think it's because it was supposed to be set like, 2010 and 2011 yes and they're trying to make her hair look dumb but it made it like it was a wig and it looked stupid sorry continue but yeah so i like the character <laughs> development they had there and i think they played in the development of like her friends and their life experiences how they kind of played like her and sarah would go apart a little bit then come back together and then how sarah and jim's and they were like like, like they did that well i don't think they you you never lacked for a reason on why that character was motivated or did what they did right uh, and then and we'll come back we'll come, we're, we're, we're gonna titus this i but you're gonna you're gonna lob it to me and i'm gonna log it back thank you yeah. um one of the things that i really liked was i like that this was an all-encompassing love life because i went into it thinking this is going to be about all the men that darby dates and how they contribute to her and how her relation the relationship shape her but love is it just that finding that person or find that person that you get married to and have kids with. There's a whole episode dedicated to her best friend, Sarah, because that is a love story as well. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole episode dedicated to her mother because that is also a love story. And I love that they, that they did that and that they wove that in and saying, Hey, these aren't the only things the, the, the men and the women that you date are the only things relationships that you have that involve that love you love your best friend you have a, that relationship shapes you as well the relationship with your mom you loving her or not loving her 
is going to shape that also. And then I love that they went and had an episode from her teen years. That was actually mm-hmm. that was actually really funny. I really loved that episode. That was really cool. The awkward, I've never done anything. Yeah, I love, I thought that was really cute. I thought that was really insightful. What else did you like? <laughs> <laughs> Just right back in. Okay. Um, that was a backhand, if, in case you didn't know. <laughs> no, they okay. couldn't tell from the pop. I don't... I think it'd be more of a forehand if it had that lot of a noise. I want to play tennis. Like, I always think that I should get, like, a tennis instructor person. Yeah. But also, I'm, you know, I don't want to spend money. But I think tennis would be fun to play. I played it in high school. And Where am I going with this? Never I don't started. know. I, I was waiting to see where this little, little, little rant it, and tangent. It doesn't connect at all. It, it has no Look, connection. I'm on the journey with you, Jeremy. We're on a journey. Thank you. I do. I, I miss. I played tennis in high school for like a small amount of time. I do want to play tennis again. I, I would love to play it. Uh, Well, we can, I, I love playing tennis. So whenever you want, we can go play tennis. Oh, yeah. You told me that. We should play. Sorry. <laughs> Next. What, what else did you like? Um, I'm having to think here. This, and I guess character development kind of envelops, but the story, certain points to me were very appealing. Like like you said, they didn't just make it her and her boyfriends. They made it where like they they showed how her job development went as well. Like mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they worked the story to where even though some episodes might jump a year and a half later, you only needed like a minute and a half recap or kind of like update. And it never, there was never like a jump that didn't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think yeah. the story was written very well. It was seamless. Yes, thank you. It was very easy to follow and keep up with. So even if you jumped in and like had missed one episode, you're still like, oh, okay, I kind of get what's going on. Yeah, I I I love the um. There's like a narrator, I guess, at, at the top because mm-hmm. she's slightly British, maybe just a little. She's like Darby decided to choose relationships that do not further her career development but Darby's also pursuing short-lived relationships whether that be screwing a guy in a bathroom or making out with someone on a street corner like that is like was that that, I feel like that was really good that was really accurate but then I'm I'm also picturing that little mic in the second episode the little montage of guys she has through her room (laughs) while you're saying it because she she, she goes to a host stage like who does it like she went through she well you know um but she went through a host day. She was where she was just sleeping with whoever she wanted to sleep with, and she was for no reason. She was like, you know what? I can do that too. Some guys are, and not everybody goes to that host stage. It's fine, but I don't know why I'm calling it the host. It's a host stage. It's a host stage. No, it's a very accurate description. White, black, gay, straight. It's a host stage. You might be in it. You might have several throughout your lifetime, and that's perfectly fine. It might fine. be your lifetime. Yeah, exactly. If that's what you choose, do you boo boo? But uh, I do love that it's it, it tackles the ugly about it about some of those relationships and how it really how it really kind of beats her down in some ways and then it tackles the uh the person that you think had bad timing like mm-hmm. where it was you, you felt like it was perfect and just the timing wasn't right did you ever have a relationship like that where you you where you think you're like this ended because of timing but one i had one relationship like that Really? Yes. What was the timing aspect? Um, high school going into college. So it, it ended because, you know, you don't take a significant other into college, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So 
it ended because we wanted to experience what life had to offer. Mm -hmm. So then we got back together later on and then that ended. And then, yeah. I think if the, I think if the ones where it's a mutual thing or those ones where it's kind of like the timing is the law. So I I think that I want to say most people have had that kind of relationship where it's, Oh yeah. Where however short lived it was, the timing just wasn't correct or the uh for me one was like an age difference like it was just it was just a lot but see luckily for me though i was able to go back and see like oh we're older we're more mature we've we've, we've developed more right would this make a difference it didn't oh well it wasn't a timing thing it was just an us thing and and you never and you, you don't know that so so that's one of those things where it weighs on you for a long time you're like i wonder what would have happened if that timing was correct. And sometimes you, in your lifetime, you're able to go back and figure that out. And sometimes you're not, you end up worrying about it. So, you know, whatever. Um, let's talk about some of the dislikes. I was about to say like, what real quick name, your most disliked aspect of the show. There was that scene where she was decorating a Christmas tree with popcorn garland. I don't understand that. That's your greatest dislike. It is because I don't understand popcorn garland. Do you understand popcorn garland? What's the point of it? Edible. But you don't eat it. You put it on a Christmas tree and it sits. But you can't eat it. But why would you eat it? Why wouldn't you just eat the popcorn? Then why would you spend time needling thread through it? Look, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I I get it, but that's really stupid. I don't understand popcorn garland. If you make popcorn garland, please explain to me the the, the meaning of it. But uh, what did I dislike? I disliked the end. And I disliked the end because, and I understand why they did it this way. So I dislike it, but I also understand the creative choice with the way they did it because no spoiler. It literally, they say when Darby finds her person, she realized that there were no fireworks. Time didn't slow down. You just, you just realize that this is your person. Mm-hmm. And so I understand why they didn't make a big deal out of it because it isn't something that's going to usually if that's something that hits you directly in the face and knocks you over, it's not all, it's not usually something like that. Usually it's something very understated. You just kind of, figure out yeah so i feel like i wanted more of a emotional ending and it wasn't and i get why but that left me lacking a little bit you you took mine and i'll kind of oh sorry no no no, that's fine and i i have another one but yeah i i kind of feel like in the ending to my little aspect of this is i get that this is her person and who she ends up with for the rest of her life is what they allude to but what made her like i wanted to see the moment that she realized that and i yeah and i'm like i get the scene of her in the convenience store where he was out running and ran into her when she had her baby there like i get that's kind of like oh that's super sweet spoiler alert sorry (laughs) it's okay but yes like but was that was that what made it click when, when he realized and like was totally cool with the kid like like is that what made it like oh He's kind of cool. I wanted to see the moment she realized. Right. And that's, that's actually, I didn't even think about that aspect though, but yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see the, there weren't any fireworks, which they were saying there shouldn't be. I get that. But yeah, I don't think I saw like that moment of like, oh, but they might've explained that. The the lady, the British lady with a sexy voice might've been like, Darby never realized the moment when she realized this person was her person. No fireworks. It just happened. And I'm like, but like, can we get like some tears or yeah. like, mm, like, but yeah, so mm. since you took mine, that was my little input on that. But the thing I disliked, I disliked Darby's character. I hate 
and I get it's a it's a it's a specific type of character that's supposed to have growth and realization, but just how much of a pushover and just she adopted everybody else's dreams and and made them hers even though she never had her own like like that type of mentality in person just annoys me. I think I I, under, I, I get that, but I, I understand. I think the the top top of the show explained why that was her character. I think her character was played very well. I think Anna did a very good job playing her character. I think her character was written very well. I actually think almost, I think ev- almost every character in that show had a really good story. had a really well, good writing I said the, writing the character level was good. And I understand why she never, honestly, she should have annoyed me, but she, she should have annoyed me, but she never really came across as annoying to me. I didn't, I didn't get that from her. I think I was just, I think for one reason, I was just resolved to the journey. I literally just sat back and was like, I feel like it was an easy watch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, I'll lead in. So that's why I think it's a complete watchable show. I think you should take the time to watch these 10 half hour-ish episodes and dig into them because to me, it felt so easy. It felt like a seamless journey and I guess one thing I didn't like, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't like how they did make it seem like from for most of the part that none of this was her fault like none of none of her relationships were really her fault for ending i don't know mm-hmm. she never recalled any of the flack and i'm sorry but no matter how many i'm sorry but in most some relationships you're the, you're the reason in some of those and i oh well i guess the one guy in the second episode because she was so needy and so so that was her fault i yeah. guess so yeah but i mean she was never really the bad guy, but I guess she kind of was. But I think it's such a such a wonderful watch. I think it's an easy watch. I found myself really wanting to go back to it and watch episode after episode after episode to see what was going on. It had me hooked, so I really did like it. I think it's definitely watchable. What do you think? Um, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say not a watch. I enjoy the character development. What? I, I, the look on your face, I'm actually like the shock. If I had a switchblade. <laughs> I enjoyed the character development, as I said. I enjoyed that it was a experience-driven narrative. So it was based off of the experience with this person, this person, this person, this person. But there are just some episodes where I just checked out. I couldn't keep in myself involved the whole... And even it being only 30 minutes an episode, I was checking out after 10 minutes. I was like, okay, I'm bored with this. What's next? Keep it going. Come on. So like, I just... with losing interest that often and not really caring like like the second magnus episode where he's just drawing out the lawsuit i I checked out i was like okay whatever cool bye but that wasn't the point of that episode i understand that but they it played such a big role in that episode Again, it just it drove me away from wanting to pay attention and just watch it. It's like I was I was on my phone, I was on my iPad, I was looking at the like I just didn't I wasn't enthralled like I was with some of the other shows we've watched in the past. But see, I think that episode, and I respect your opinion, um, but I think that that was where the titling was a little wrong because they call it episode Magnus Part Two mm-hmm. when it should have been called Luke Part Two. Well, and that's where, yes, I agree, but, and that's not the only episode, that's just the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. There were other aspects, like Tommy Two Phones, the whole episode, I didn't care. That's probably the only episode that I felt like dr- drug a little bit, because yeah. it, 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 I wish it would have been, I mean, if they were trying to go through a whole stage, they should have called this, they should have called this, this episode, 
Tommy, John, and Dave and just gone through all three of her little quickies or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one was, was one of the ones where I felt like it, that, I will agree, that one did drag. But out of the 10, I think it is a, an amazing show for me. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best show in the world, but I think it's I think no. it's good. I think it's really good. I guess I'm just a little bit more critical about what I watch. You're a dick. <laughs> Are right. you, though? All right, so that's one watch, one nod. So we'll leave it up to you. Decide if you want to watch it or not. You have the opinions of us. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah, let us know if you guys do watch it and what you all think. Um, But thank you all for tuning in for this week's episode of Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And on Instagram at watchornotpod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. They'll make us come for you.